Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Pen of the People podcast. I am your host, Justin, and today I'm back. Um, I, I, I'm awfully sorry about the time off. It's been like three-ish weeks, um, and trust me, I desperately did want to. I, I did want to record, and I feel like this is kind of becoming like a tradition. Like every other episode, or every once every three episodes, I'll be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I had to take a hiatus or whatever." No, I mean, um, senior year, very stressful time. Um, college applications, lots of work. Um, I can't do the work for five AP classes and twenty college applications in my sleep. Um, and you know, things things can be stressful. Things get in the way. I, 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 I very much did want to record this entire time, but it's, it doesn't work out sometimes, you know, um, I'm happy though. I finally, I've got like a, what's the time? 4.03. I'm recording this on Tuesday. Um, so I've got like a two hour window when I could be doing this right now before I have to actually do more stuff. Um, which is great. You know, I love that I've got some things to do. Um, and it's funny. I, I, I wanted to record Saturday initially. That didn't work. Um, Sunday obviously wasn't going to. Um, so then I, I came into uh, I came into Monday, you know, the beginning of the week, wanting to record. And my friend in school, he 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 came up to me and he was like, "Dude, I'm waiting on the next PTTP podcast episode." And I'm like, "What? What are you What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man. Like I've been listening. Like I it's been it's been a few weeks. You need to upload." And I'm like, "All right, you know, the people have spoken. They." They they want a new episode. They'll that was that was pretty cool actually. Um, but if they want a new episode. I'll give them one. So, um, anyway, uh, I'm sorry. Look, I just spent like two minutes speaking about total nonsense. But, uh, yeah. So this is a week fourteen review or a review of week fourteen of this NFL season. And yeah, I'm gonna speak a little bit, you know, about uh, the playoffs. Not much. Just just for certain teams. Um, I, I'm going to hit on five games that happened this week. It's not, it's not going to be a, a very extensive episode, but you know, it's, it's what's, it's what's going to happen. Um, so first I've got Raiders Rams. I, I want to speak about, and the Rams won this game 17 to 16. This was a, a really interesting game, especially heading into it because Stafford put on IR. Uh, they weren't going to go with Walford uh, or Bryce Perkins. Realistically, they 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 probably wouldn't want they, they wouldn't want to go with either of those guys. Um, so out of nowhere, the Panthers wave Baker Mayfield, which I think caught everybody by surprise. It seemed as if he asked for his release, but the Panthers were were probably going to do it anyway, just because it wasn't working out there. So the Rams claim him. And he flew out to L.A. on Tuesday. Keep in mind, the game was on Thursday. And he had a short practice Wednesday. Didn't really know the playbook at all. I mean, he was new. He, he had been with the team for one day heading into the game. And then he went out and he went 22 for 35, 230 yards, or 230 yards, I should say. Um, and he engineered a fantastic game-winning 98-yard drive, capping it off with a touchdown to Van Jefferson with only a few seconds left in the game. Um, and then... The, the Raiders did get the ball back. Carr got picked off um, on, like, the one play they had with, like, 10 seconds left. But Baker, throughout his career, at least um, heading into last season, before that, he was really known for his moxie 
as a quarterback, you know, his ability to stand back there, rip it, you know, have some fire, bring some fire to the position. That that was Baker the other night on Thursday night. We hadn't seen it really last year. He was dealing with a shoulder and some other injuries. This year he hadn't looked great in Carolina, but he looked awesome. Like, he, he really did look absolutely fantastic. And it, it looked like him back in year three in the NFL, his third year, um, two seasons ago when they went to the playoffs and they murdered the Steelers in the wild card round, who who I think started off 11-0, and those Steelers did. It might have been 10. I think it was 11-0. and That was crazy that they did that because everyone knew that they were not um, a great team. But, yeah, Baker was great. And, obviously, I'm not saying he should be the, the future of the franchise. All right, that was his first game with the team on his second day with the team. And, oh, yeah, they have Matt Stafford. But in fairness, Stafford, we don't know if, if – he, he wasn't great this season. I, I'm a big Stafford guy, but he was not anywhere near as good this season as he was last year. But we don't know with the neck injury if he's even going to be able to come back next season. So at the very least, they'll probably bring back Baker as a backup. Now they'd have to pay him because he is on the fifth-year option right now. And who knows if someone wants to bring him in to be their starter, or at least compete for a starting job in a, a a training camp battle. But he looked like a guy who could be legit, and the number seventeen on him looked terrible. Like I mean, it looked it looked so ugly. I mean, it's just weird not seeing him in the number six. But but yeah, he looked really really good, and now he's going to be able to learn the playbook a little bit, get more comfortable with his teammates. Um, I, I read a story that, or, or I saw something that after the game, he was like asking for directions um, back to like the locker room or it might have been like halftime or something, something crazy. Or like he was asking for directions to some room, like like where the medical room was. I don't know. But like he didn't he didn't know anything. He, he just got there. It's like if, if you or I, uh, me or, you know, one of the, you guys listening, we, we just walked into the, the Rams locker or the Rams SoFi Stadium or whatever. Or I think it was. Um, yeah, it was it was at SoFi. It was in L.A wild stuff though um yeah but neither team is going to make the playoffs interesting though to to see it'll be interesting though to see what baker can do the rest of the year so next up i'm i'm sorry they didn't take talk much about the raiders there wasn't a ton to talk about with them Devontae adams had uh, an insane catch at the beginning of the game i mean he's he's still probably the best receiver in the national football league it's just, I, I I would probably take him right now in a vacuum. I would take him over Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah, anyways, though. So now I'm going to talk about Jets-Bills. The Bills won 20-12, to 12 and uh, as a Jet fan, of course, this was painful to watch. Uh, this, this was a game where both teams, the, or at least both offenses, played terribly in the first half. Buffalo ended up scoring a touchdown, making it 7-0 right before half. Because they they were inside their own um, inside their own half of the field, they had fourth and one, and they had a very smart idea in terms of trying to get the Jets off sides, and C.J. Mosley fell for it, and he decided to jump over the center, jump over Mitch Morse like he was Troy Polamalu. The ball was not snapped. They, they had, I believe it was Dawson Knox run behind the centers if he was going to sneak it himself. And 
if CJ hadn't jumped off sides, they they might have actually done it. Um, but yeah, no, that gave them new life. They drove down the field, touchdown, and then you had Mike White getting knocked out twice during the game. He's the guy, by the way, right now for the Jets for the rest of the year. At the very least, he's the guy, and I would not be shocked at all for them to give him for Joe Douglas to give him a contract this offseason in the range of two years, forty million ish. And with the expectation that he's going to be the starter next year, at least entering camp. I doubt they leave the the QB room the same as it is now. They might bring in another guy. I I, I don't think Zach Wilson is going to be the starter heading into camp next year. I, I, I don't see a scenario where that's the case. I think that he might end up getting traded, actually. But, yeah, Mike White is the guy. He has so much poise as a quarterback. He is tough. He is accurate. He knows what he's doing. He goes through his progressions like one, two, three. Um, and yeah, the Jets had the ball down one possession at the end of the game. Even though Mike White had been knocked out twice, the second of the two, we're not sure. They haven't said anything, but he probably broke some ribs. And losing Quinnen, and losing Corey Davis, and having that garbage play by CJ. And the refs, the referees were terrible in this game. I mean, Bryce Huff was held like six times if you watch it back. Um and they, they didn't call a single one. It was wild. And they didn't call roughing the passer on any of the, uh, on the, the first Mike White hit was clean. But the second one, when he he folded into like the letter C, it looked like on the hit. They didn't call roughing the passer on that, but they called roughing the passer when Justin Herbert, I think it was, got like tapped by Jalen Phillips on, uh, what, when was that game? Monday night? Yeah, last night. Wild. Uh, um. Was that last night? No, it wasn't. That was Sunday night. Jeez, I'm getting my stuff mixed up. Um, yeah, but that was crazy. And the Bills, they were very cold at, at the beginning of the game, but to their credit, they they turned up the heat in the second quarter. Or not the second, well, end of the second quarter, but the second half. And they proved that they are still one of the top teams in the NFL. They You can contain them for a little bit, but they are, to quote Thanos, they, they are inevitable. Um can't believe I just quoted a fictional animated blue thing, giant creature, as, like in, in all seriousness. But um, I, yeah, all right. So yeah, they were they were they were called at the beginning, but then they they turned it up. Josh Allen started doing his thing. He really was not playing well at the beginning of the game at all. Like he was missing throws left and right. He was just sailing everything. But then. He started playing like Josh Allen, and then he had some ridiculous hurdle. Like, he, he did a helicopter in midair like he was John Elway. Uh, yeah, so that game that game was interesting. And then the Bills, so right now they are 10-3, and three, and they are in pole position to get the one seed in the AFC. They, they don't have to worry about Miami or New York taking the division from them. At this point, I don't believe. Uh, the Jets do have to worry about playoffs now because right now they are the nine seed. They're tied in record with the Chargers and the Patriots. The Jets, for the rest of the year, they're playing Detroit, then Jacksonville, then Seattle, and then Miami. The The, the, the Pats have a brutal schedule. I, I'm going to speak about the Patriots later, actually. But they're going to play against Vegas, which might not be terrible. But then Cincinnati, Miami, and Buffalo. I don't think that the Pats are going to be in the discussion for the seventh seed. I truly do believe it's going to be down to the Jets 
and the Chargers. And the Chargers only like truly challenging game the rest of the way is their next game on the schedule uh, against the Titans. They have they should be the favorites in every game at the very least after that. I don't know about the Titans game, but they're probably going to get two or three wins. I don't believe they'll get four, but two or three is realistic. So the Jets have to get three. They If they don't beat Detroit and Jacksonville, you can kiss their season goodbye. And then they probably have to win one of the games versus Seattle or versus Miami. That would get them to 10-7 and seven if they win three of their next four. And then that should put them in position to get the seven seed. Now, Miami could possibly fall out of the wild card as well. Because if like the Jets win, the Chargers win next week, and the Dolphins lose to Buffalo, then that'll take them out of the playoffs. I think that they'll end up being the six seed Miami, and I think the five seed is going to be whoever wins that or whoever doesn't win the AFC North between Baltimore and Cincy. I have a, a gut feeling that Baltimore is going to end up being that five seed, and Cincinnati is going to win the division. But yeah, so the, the AFC playoff race is very very interesting right now. The NFC is as well. Uh, I personally don't think it's quite as intriguing. Because you've got Dallas clearly, very, very, very clearly with the top wild card spot in there. Um, and then you don't have anybody. I mean, Detroit is on the fringe. They're probably not going to get it. You look at the NFC South, they're all terrible. So it's it's really just going to be like the Giants and the Commanders fighting for who's going to be number one. And who, oh, well, no, excuse me, Seattle, those three and those two in Seattle, like it's, it'll be whatever. I mean, it'll probably be like the commanders in Seattle, the Giants miss out by a game or two because they haven't looked too great. I think that AFC right now is a lot more exciting and I could be biased in that. The AFC is right now the better conference in general. We'll see what happens with that. So, anyways, I'm going to go on to another game with one team that is awesome and another team that is pretty terrible, but almost won. Chiefs-Broncos. Chiefs ended up winning 34-28. And late in the second quarter, Chiefs were up 27-0. I mean, the, the Broncos were dead in the water. They they looked terrible. And then it took only 2 minutes and 32 seconds worth of game time. 2.32 on the clock. From it to go from 27-0 to 27-21. Which was wild. To see an offensive explosion like this out of the Denver Broncos... It's not it's not like it was reversed. I mean it would never be reversed where the Broncos are up twenty seven nothing on Kansas City, but it's not like it were Kansas City or were a Buffalo or were a Philly where they just boom 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 go score three touchdowns and they and they get twenty one points real quick. This is the Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson. I mean, you've got some guy on TikTok who who's been comparing how many bathrooms Russell Wilson has in his house to the amount of passing touchdowns he has this year, and he still doesn't hit that. Wild. I mean, this is not a good offense. And they did that? Crazy. I mean, the, the Chiefs ended up being too much to handle. You saw that, or, or I don't know if you guys saw it, but Mahomes had this, I don't know what it was. He was, like, spinning to his right, and, and he threw this no-look, like, hook pass sideways to Jet McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon, for a 56-yard touchdown. That was crazy. Like, that was, uh, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. But he ended up throwing three picks at Mahomes. Um Denver was given a shot. They could have come back in this game. I mean, it was it was within reach. It was feasible for them. 
Uh, and it's a shame that they did fall short because that would have been a wild, wild story. But they they did turn up the heat at the end of the game, really at the end of the first half. And it was pretty cool that Jerry Judy had a hat trick, three touchdowns. But the the Chiefs, kind of like the Bills, like I said, it's inevitable that they're going to they're going to win. They're going to they're going to stab you right in the in the heart. I don't know what I don't know if that's a saying. I think it is. It might have just sounded really morbid. But or the 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 dagger, the, something about a dagger. You know what I mean. Jeez, I should probably cut this. No, I'm not. This is fun. I like this. So, man, I need to keep some of these thoughts in my head. All right. So, yeah, uh, very methodical, you know, drawn out 72-yard drive ended in a Juju Smith-Schuster touchdown to ice the game. And I think Buffalo does have the one seed right now. But in my opinion, Kansas City is the class of the AFC. I I don't think they will be very easy to top at all come playoff time. I think that Mahomes and that offense, and the defense hasn't been terrible either, but that offense I just don't think you could stop in the postseason. So, yeah, and the Broncos, Russell Wilson's going to be out with the concussion or at least I think I know he went to protocol. I'm not sure if he actually has a concussion. He had that gnarly looking like hematoma on his forehead after he got hit. I mean, that looked it was like a golf ball on his forehead. But yeah, Brett Rippin went in and he's the one who threw Jerry Judy's third touchdown, actually. We'll see if he starts next week. He's proven that he is a- at least an adequate NFL backup. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, now I'm going to move on to two teams I already mentioned the Dolphins and the Chargers. Chargers went 23-17, to and the Dolphins looked horrible at the beginning of the game. I mean, they looked—Tua was terrible. He started 3-17. He ended up only finishing 10-28, but then the, the table started to turn a little bit. You, you had a run play—I think it was a run play to start, and then the ball came out, and then the Chargers players were celebrating— but then it pops out of the pile, and Tyreek picks it up. He reverses field, and then he go, 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 and bam, like a 60-yard fumble return touchdown. I've never seen anything like that. It was like it was like a rugby play. And if anyone could outrun a defense like that, it's Tyreek Hill. But even for him to do that, it was, it was I, I've never seen anything even remotely like that. And that made it 7-10. to 10. That saw, You saw the momentum start to shift. But no, Tua did not play well. I think he's a fine NFL quarterback. I think you could be confident with him as your starter. Has not played too well the past two or three weeks. And the the debate about him versus Herbert needs to be put to, to rest. I, I, I think the only reason we even still have this conversation is because you see like Emmanuel Acho on Twitter. Like, oh, well, I'm going to type that Justin Herbert is a social media uh, quarterback and I'm going to get all the engagements and likes. That's probably what he's thinking in his head. Yeah, no. Um, he's not a, a social media quarterback. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Justin Herbert is a fantastic talent at the quarterback position. He is a great player. Some of the throws he makes are just silly. And you saw some the other night. He threw one. I forgot who it was two. But it was like across his body all the way from the almost the right sideline to the left hash, like 50 yards or something wild. I mean, the arm talent is just ridiculous. He makes all the plays you need him to make. He's awesome. The Miami defense is bad, by the way. Like, you can attribute a lot of this this outcome to their defense just being terrible. I mean, they did only get scored 23 points on. But they had a tough time stopping the Chargers throughout the night. 
I mean, this is this is a team. They've got great talents, especially on the defensive line. The the corners have been hurt. You've had an undrafted free agent, Cater Kuhu or Kohu. Uh, my apologies. Um, stepping into a a very large role because Byron Jones. I don't know where he even is now, but th- this is this is a, a, at least a semi talented defense, and they just can't stop anybody. It's it's odd if they want to make a run in the playoffs, which I think they will make. Or uh, they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they'll make a run. But if they want to make such a run, their defense needs to step its game up, or, or, or step up their game. And I don't. I, again, I don't see the seventh seed being between the Dolphins and Chargers. I think the Dolphins are going to make it. Their schedule isn't terrible, and they do have a one-game lead on the Jets and Chargers. I do think it's going to be between the Chargers and Jets. They are playing the Titans, which should be fine. But they're playing, I believe, the Colts. Broncos and either Raiders, I think. I, I I should have written it down. I'm not sure on that last one. I'm not sure if it's the Raiders. I, I'm pretty sure the last game of the year is against Denver. But it's it's a very easy schedule, I believe. Like if you like, based on one percentage, this their strength of schedule is the second weakest in the NFL, behind Kansas City, I believe, for the final four weeks. They. They, if they take care of business, as they should, they'll they'll make the playoffs. But this has been a very volatile team, from the offense to the defense to the coaching. You never know what you're going to get on any given Sunday out of this Chargers team. So it's it's really anybody's guess whether they can run the table and, and punch a spot, and or punch their ticket to the playoffs. So I, I'm going to speak about one last game. You had Pat's Cardinals in Arizona. 27-13 Patriots, and oh, I can't even imagine. You, you go to the game, you're all excited, you want to see Kyler Murray. Imagine it's your first game, and you know you want to see him, you want to cheer him from the stands, and then he tears his ACL on the third play from scrimmage. I couldn't imagine. I feel terrible for Kyler, really. I mean, well, he makes a ridiculous amount of money. I would personally take a torn ACL for his contract, but um, it's what happens in football. But you could tell... Pretty much immediately, based on the replay, like yeah, that's a torn ACL. You saw the tibia moving. I'm not, I, I don't want to get into medical stuff. I'm not a doctor. If you want to hear about that, go listen to a more um reputable source than me, um or more a more informed source on medicine. Someone who's actually trained in that. Um, but yeah, it was clear towards ACL earlier today. Uh, news came out. MRI came back, showed a torn ACL as they had suspected. And Colt McCoy wasn't garbage per se. Uh, it's a little bit blunt, but he 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 wasn't horrible. But he he wasn't exactly Kyler Murray out there. Is how I'll put it. Not that Kyler is some all-time great quarterback, but he's he's a he's a great player. And Colt McCoy, he's he's old man. He's been around for a while. Um, so that sucks for Arizona. They had no shot at the playoffs anyway, but this puts the season to, to bed pretty much. And Kyler, if you look at like maybe an eight, nine month recovery timeline, or may- maybe even seven, he has a shot at being back at the beginning of next season. But this is, it's Kyler Murray. He he runs like no one else in the NFL, or at least the, the way he runs with the, the short, you know, choppy strides. But he, he runs... He's a, he's a scrambling. He's a mobile quarterback. 
He he is on the move on a lot of plays, all right? This is one of the fastest players in the NFL regardless of position. So he probably is not going to be the same style of player as soon as he comes back. By the end of next year, he should be fine. ACL recoveries nowadays are, are, are the surgery, the, the whole process. It's pretty routine at this point. But you're going to see a different Kyler Murray, I believe, at the very beginning of the year. Just because his knee is still still healing, he is still getting back to full strength. So that really, really sucks, that injury. New England, great win for them on paper. But as I said before, they are 7-6 and six now, but they have to play Vegas, which I think is probably a toss-up. Then Cincinnati, Miami, and Buffalo to close it out. Ouch. That is a brutal, brutal, brutal schedule to close out the year. Uh, so I, I don't think they're going to end up being in the playoff race. I think they're probably going to end up finishing eight and nine. If I had to take a guess, nine and eight is probably the best case scenario for them. They're not going to win three of these games. They're most definitely not going to win four of these games. So uh, I personally don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're one of the top seven teams in the AFC. Frankly, I think that all four division leaders right now are better than them. In the Bills, the Chiefs, I think the Ravens right now are technically in first. That probably won't last for long, though. And the, what what division am I forgetting? The Titans. Yeah, Titans. Um, They're all better than the Pats, I think. I think the Bengals are obviously better than them. I think even though the Jets lost twice to them, now Zach Wilson is not their quarterback. If Mike White played in either of those games... They would have won both of them, I think, pretty convincingly. Not with Flacco. Flacco was garbage the other day. I mean, he he came in for two snaps. I think it was just two snaps when Mike White went out the first time. Um, he or yeah, it was it was after the first time. Um, he missed Tyler Conklin high down the seam, and then he got strip sacked. Because he can't move. Uh, anyways, so you know, I don't want to talk about Flacco. He's he, he's just not interested in playing football at this point. I think he just wants to cash his check. Um, but, yeah, so I think that the Jets are better. The Bengals are already better, as I said. The Chargers are better. The Dolphins are better. And I think that's I, – I, I think you can argue that Vegas is better. They've been playing well in recent weeks. They they didn't play too great this week, admittedly. They they did end up losing to LA. They did give up a pretty big comeback. But I don't think that they're a very good team. Um and that's not me being biased. Again, this is a team the total mess on the offensive side of the ball. Defense, the pass rush is ridiculous. Matt Judon and Josh Uche. Josh Uche has like nine sacks over his past five games or something wild like that. Or maybe four games. I don't know. He's been a monster. I believe Matt Judon still leads the NFL in sacks this season. So that's a ridiculous tandem. Uche, third year out of Michigan, he has come on this season big time, especially the past month and a half-ish. So one more thing I just want to touch on. What happened with Devontae Parker yesterday? I mean, he he got hit on a play, couldn't really get up. He looked cross-eyed, very clearly concussed. He was wobbly, and the concussion spotter, I suppose, just didn't see that at all. So Parker went up to line. He went to line up for the next play. He split out all the way out wide by the sideline, and he couldn't even stand up straight. I mean, he was wobbling, just standing. I mean, I mean, he he was moving his feet all around. He was trying to keep his balance. He was concussed. 
All right. He was, there's no, I mean, he was concussed. And then Nelson Aguilar was like screaming, like, look at this guy, get him off the field, get him off the field. And good job by him being a good teammate and not letting Devontae Parker be put in a potentially compromising position in regards to his health. Because that would have been bad if someone as concussed as he was was allowed to just take snaps as an NFL wide receiver. But no, that was really scary, honestly, as a viewer, even. I mean, I couldn't even imagine as a player, but as, as a viewer, seeing a guy like that stumbling on, on my screen, like someone who was clearly concussed and they let him stay in the game, the spotter effed up. I mean, that's the only way you could put it. So props to Nelson Aguilar for pointing that out or, you know, screaming and getting them to stop and, and, and take Devontae Parker out of the game. Because that could have been really bad. We've had issues already this season, of course. Tua being the the big one. He he almost got killed. I shouldn't be laughing. It was that was that was horrifying. I think everybody across the nation um, was pretty. Uh, they were speechless. They were silent. I I don't think anyone had any words for what happened with Tua seeing it live. Because I've already spoken about the whole situation here. Everyone kind of knows what happened. But then to see this, it's a bad look for the NFL. For an organization that cares so much about player safety, it's not not looking great for them. So that's kind of all I wanted to say on the games this week. Uh, Next week, of course, there are going to be some really, really excellent games on television. A lot of playoff implications still, of course, week 15. This is, this is for some teams like that are on the fringes of the wild card, like the Commanders, the Chargers, the Jets, the Seahawks. This is more or less playoff football. I mean, some of these games, if they don't win, they're out. They're done. You've got to, these are do or die games. Like there's, there's no excuse for these teams to lose because if they do, they're not making it to the postseason. So, really big-time games coming up. And, um, yes, that's pretty much it. Also, I should probably mention, um, rest in peace to Mike Leach. Horrible, horrible news coming out of Mississippi. Uh, He was just at practice, or at least, you know, per the reports, on Saturday with his team getting ready for the bowl game. And then massive heart attack, as I'm sure most of you have seen, on Sunday. And he passed away last night, Monday night which is unbelievably sad, far too young, 61 years old. Like, for someone my age, like, you know, he's over triple, well over triple my age. Not well over, but he he is. So it might seem old, but in this day and age, in the year 2022, dying at 61 is, I couldn't even imagine. It's unbelievably tragic. A guy who was so influential in the football world, inventor of the air raid offense, as I'm sure many of you are aware just a a, a terrible terrible loss for the community so rest in peace to him my condolences to his family and friends obviously none of whom are going to be listening to this but if one of you do if if one of you guys are listening to this who does know coach leach somehow some way i i couldn't even describe how how you know terrible i feel about it it's it's a really awful loss for the football community, you know, whether it's professional, collegiate, as he coached at, or high school. 
he changed the game of football. And for him to be gone at the young age of 61, relatively speaking, young age, really bad way to start off the week. That's horrible. Um, So anyways, that's going to do it. I hope to upload more than once every three weeks this that was really bad on my, on my part i'm sorry i i wish as i said at the beginning i wish i was able to upload more during that stretch again very very stressful time we'll see there's a chance in a few days i'm i end up hearing some very good news that puts this college application process to 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 rest that uh, means that I have a lot more free time, or would mean that I have a lot more free time on my hands and a lot less to be stressing out about. Um, come on, early decision. Come on, let's you know, let's make it happen. But we'll we'll see. Um, and I hope, especially after you know, very early January. Worst case scenario, if I don't, you know, have that stress that that weight lifted off my shoulders on Thursday as I would like. Um, then January come playoff time, I should be able to upload a lot and do much more thorough episodes than even this because I'll have a lot more time on my hands. And I know that's kind of the end of the season, but that's when it's exciting. The playoffs postseason. I cannot believe this happens every year. Like there's such a long wait during the off season. And then you get to OTAs and then training camp and then preseason and it's week one. It's so exciting. And then, you know, you still, you know, you're going, you know, week one, week two, week three. And then, you know, it's really exciting. That feels like a long time. But then like weeks six through 13 every year, it goes by in like a day. It feels like it's crazy how fast like that, that chunk of the season goes by like the beginning of the season and the end of the season. They t- it feels like it takes forever. But th- that part, it just zoomed by <laughs> and it happens every year. And it's like man, like we're done with most of football already. We're headed right towards another off season, another six months without football, which stinks. I don't think anyone wants it. No one wants it ever. The off season has its things that are exciting, but there's nothing like actually playing the games, except for maybe the draft. That's awesome. But hey, my Jets might finally make the postseason. We'll see. The Losing the, their past two games certainly hurt their case, but if they beat Detroit, they beat Jacksonville. I'm going to be at that Jacksonville game, by the way. Thursday night should be awesome. Then they still have a shot. So we'll see. Um, thank you guys for listening. I, I really appreciate it, and I, I hope to be uploading more soon, as I said. And, yeah, glad you guys all listened. Uh, take care. See you next time.